Hello, my name is Richard Pete Hill. I'm the host of the Black Hole Podcast. I hail from the great state of Mississippi. I'm a veteran of the United States Army, and most importantly, I am a lover of African American history that you should never forget. And it is my sincere hope that you will pick up on what I'm putting down. I will share with you some interesting facts that will hopefully motivate you to want to learn more about African American history. I am your host, Richard Pete Hill. Let's get started. Today's episode is Mississippi in Africa. The American Colonization Society, or ACS, was founded in 1817 by Robert Finley. His goal was to send free blacks to Africa as an alternative to emancipation in the United States. In 1834, the American Colonization Society secured land on the west coast of Africa and they founded the Republic of Maryland that existed from 1834 to 1857. In fact, in 1857, the Republic of Maryland merged into what is now Liberia. The area was first settled in 1834 by freed African-American slaves and freeborn African-Americans primarily from the U.S. state of Maryland under the leadership of the Maryland State Colonization Society. But why was the American Colonization Society founded in the first place? Well, there are several reasons. Chief among them was this. The number of free people of color had grown steadily after the American Revolutionary War. In 1790, the population of free blacks was approximately 60,000. And by 1830, it was estimated to be 300,000. Slave owners were becoming increasingly worried that free blacks would assist enslaved blacks with escaping or rebelling. And let's not forget, at that time, most white Americans felt blacks were inferior and they did not want these free blacks to integrate into white culture. And of course, this reinforced the notion that black Americans should be relocated to some place that former slaves could live free of prejudice and where they could be citizens in their own country. Did you know that even some white Southerners supported colonization as a means to rid the South of its free black population? It's true, my friends. In fact, by 1830, Mississippi had a free black population of roughly 1,400 free people, which was an increase of more than 150% over the previous decade. The number of free blacks was large enough that in 1831, Mississippi would join the American Colonization Society and their chapter would become known as the Mississippi State Colonization Society or MSCS. Most of the MSCS members were planters, but some were from the faith community. The planter class was among the wealthiest members and they took an active part in the colonization plans. In 1832, the MSCS sent two free black people from Natchez, Mississippi to the Pepper Coast of West Africa. Their purpose 
to determine how suitable it would be to send a large number of free blacks from Mississippi to what is now known as Liberia. The two free blacks returned from their trip with good news. Conditions were favorable for starting a colony of free blacks. The MSCS spent three years securing funds so that they could send 71 free black people to the Republic of Maryland, the colony that was started by the American Colonization Society. Of the first 71 free blacks to arrive in Africa, 68 of them were from Mississippi, and the remaining three were from New Orleans. Robert S. Finley of the American Colonization Society directed the initial group that sailed aboard the schooner Rover, which was under the command of Captain Outerbridge. Unfortunately, in 1836, the Mississippi chapter of the Colonization Society was split from the national organization. Mississippi planters from Natchez would go on to fund their own separate colony, and thus Mississippi in Africa was born. Mississippi in Africa was located 130 miles south of modern-day Monrovia, which is the capital of Liberia. Here's an interesting factoid. Did you know that a major Mississippi plantation owner from Natchez, a man named James Green, he had freed a large number of slaves and contributed huge sums of money to the Mississippi in Africa mission. And for his efforts, he was given the honor of naming the capital after himself. Thus, the capital of Mississippi in Africa was called Greenville in his honor. Josiah C. Finley was appointed the first governor of Mississippi in Africa, and historical records indicate that in 1838, 37 free blacks would sail from Mississippi on board a ship called, of all things, Mail from New Orleans. The largest number of free blacks to leave Mississippi would occur in the 1840s. That is when some 300 former slaves from the Prospect Hill Plantation were sent to Africa under very unusual circumstances. These free people were previously owned by the Revolutionary War veteran Captain Isaac Ross of Jefferson County. Captain Ross was an interesting character. As part of his will, he freed his slaves and sold his plantation to cover the initial cost of transporting the newly freed slaves to the colony of Mississippi in Africa. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. A wealthy plantation owner who grew his wealth not by his own cunning, but by abusing the labor of enslaved people. This same man would sell the property that he obtained through slave labor, and he would finance the trips that would send the newly freed men and women back to the land of their ancestors. Only in America, my friends. As you can imagine, the heirs who were expecting to inherit the slaves and the plantation, were not very happy. But unfortunately for them, Captain Ross had made it clear. Not only were his heirs not going to get 300 slaves in order to divide them among themselves, they would also have to sell that plantation in order to finance the cost of sending the former slaves back to Africa. As you can imagine, the heirs were none too happy and so one of them would go on to sue. But ultimately, the Mississippi Supreme Court ruled in the favor of the slaves. 
let me note here that the will was contested for over a decade. And during that time frame, the slaves logically were growing angry and ultimately they would set fire to the house. And unfortunately, the great granddaughter of Captain Ross would be burned to death. A hastily formed lynch mob would eventually execute 12 of those slaves. Not long after the newly freed slaves arrived at Mississippi in Africa, the Mississippi State Colonization Society started having major issues and ultimately they would collapse as a consequence of lack of funding, national events, and natural disasters. In addition, Mississippi and the American Colonization Society remained at odds. Over $25,000 that was given by Edward B. Randolph of Lowndes County, Mississippi, was the source of the contention. In addition, Mississippi was hampered by the 12-year court battle involving the heirs of Captain Isaac Ross, who had died way back in 1836. I did not mention this before, but let me tell you now. Remember when I told you that Captain Isaac Ross had freed his slaves with his will? Check this out. In his will, Ross gave his adult slaves the option of obtaining their freedom and immediately immigrating to Mississippi and Africa or be sold as slaves with the profits from slave sales and the proceeds from the estate going to the American Colonization Society for the purpose of establishing a university in the Republic of Maryland. As I stated earlier, one of Ross's heirs contested the will, and more than a decade would pass before the Mississippi Supreme Court would uphold the document's term. It would be another three years before the former Ross slaves would make it to Mississippi in Africa. In 1838, the ACS expressed its desire to assume control of Mississippi in Africa. In 1841, Mississippi gave up its colony and entered into a union plan with the ACS. This effectively ended the small colony that was once proudly known as Mississippi in Africa. There was agreement among both groups that funds collected from the state would be used to assist Mississippi immigrants but little was done to remove free blacks from Mississippi. The Mississippi and Africa experiment ultimately collapsed in the late 1840s. Now, the free blacks that did make it to Africa sadly began the process of imitating the very behaviors they learned from their white masters. If you're interested, there's an excellent book written about the 300 blacks who migrated from the Ross Plantation. That book is called Mississippi in Africa, the saga of the slaves of Prospect Hill Plantation and their legacy in Liberia today. The author is Alan Huffman. According to Huffman, the freedmen established a society in West Africa like the one they'd left behind in Mississippi. However, this time, the free blacks from Mississippi would be dominant over the native blacks in the land that was taken by the American Colonial Society. Free blacks built mansions in the Southern style and established societies similar to those they had known back in Mississippi. Huffman goes on to say the former slaves established plantations and fought local tribes for control of the territory, believing that their American culture and Christianity made them superior to the native Africans. The Mississippi in Africa colony existed independently from 1835 until 1842, when it was incorporated into the Commonwealth of Liberia. In 1847, 
Liberia became independent of the American Colonization Society, freed people from the great state of Mississippi and Maryland, became the political and economic elite, and they would go on to dominate what became the independent country of Liberia. The elite would rule the native Africans well into the 20th century. And now, my friends, you know the whole story. You've been listening to the voice of Richard Pete Hill, the host of the Black Hole Podcast. If you like what you heard, please visit my website at richardpethill.com. And while you're there, please check out my Twitter and Facebook pages. And don't forget to hit that like button and share my media with your friends and family. Never forget, I'm willing to teach you what I know. If you're willing to admit that what you think you know about African-American history is only half true. Until then, try to remember, you are armed with knowledge if history is your weapon. Thanks for listening to The Black Hole.